Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey everyone, how are we doing today? May 27th, Wednesday. Is it still hump day if it's a four-day week? Ah, why not? It's Wednesday. Uh, hump day it is. So, uh, lots of stuff going on. First and foremost, uh, want to thank each and every one of my subscribers. Uh, we got to 7,000 subscribers. I don't know if it was last night or this morning, uh, but we got there. Um, I got to tell you, I when I when I had this idea a couple of years ago to start this channel to give back, I didn't know where it would go. Uh, I didn't know how much fun it would be. Uh, it, it actually is. It's a bright part of my day every morning speaking to you about this and sharing. Uh, as you know, uh, I give you my kind of thoughts and, and all of that. Uh, kind of just fits in my normal routine, so I really appreciate that. Second, I want to call your attention to an interview I did yesterday. Actually, uh, Ty, a, a friend of mine, interviewed me about the 75-day hard challenge for real estate investors. You know, it's been a week or so since I had that idea. I really do think it is a uh, it is a platform that we can bring some focus and dedication that's free, right? There's nothing in the eight or nine tasks that cost you any money, uh, but it does promise to make you a better investor. It helps you understand and grow your network. It helps you understand your location. So it's starting to feel like a good idea. You know, sometimes I do things kind of half-baked and just fail forward. You know, this one a weekend, feels like a good idea. So if you've listened to that, give me your feedback. Let me know if you think anything's missing. Uh, I'm going to put some energy behind that because one of the things I want from the One Rental at a Time brand uh, is to help people. And I think this is a way we can get there. So um, if you can help by providing feedback, that would be great. And um, I would greatly appreciate it. So that's that's that again, uh, 7,000 way exceeded my expectations and I saw a comment pop up uh, let's go for 10,000 in in 2020 that'd be that'd be pretty cool 3,000 more in the next six months was that right six seven months um pretty cool so back to really what you want to look at today uh the Nasdaq uh at least before the open I think it's down slightly this morning uh was within a five percent of all-time high tech has really been kind of the uh the linchpin in this market thus far. It does feel over the last couple of days that there's been a a tweak in momentum, at least a little bit, a little bit of crack, where we're going from growth to value. Uh, as these reopenings happen, as we get belief in the consumer and travel and all these other things, you will see probably more investors get out of the big five growth names that we've seen, uh, which means they may take a slight haircut. Uh, but and basically they're gonna to move to money to the growth sections. Uh, Ralph Lauren came out with some decent numbers showing uh, that uh, you know iconic brands can hold up, uh, especially when most of their kind of stores are outdoor stores. Uh, Ralph Lauren uh, typically is in, you know, the outlets are typically in outside malls. So uh, just, just lots of stuff going on. Uh, next up, if you really are a, uh, if you like to play on the edge, uh, one thing uh, that I'm looking at is SL Green Realty. 
uh, symbol SLG. This is a REIT. It's actually the largest REIT of um, office buildings in Manhattan. You have heard me talk about probably for the last six or eight weeks or so about office space in San Francisco and New York specifically being um, at risk. Uh, if you have the appetite uh, that um, you know, REIT is right now has a 9% yield, uh, and I read a little bit about that in Seeking Alpha this morning. Uh, again, I don't own a stock. I'm not going to buy a stock, but you know, it caught my attention. You know, the headline was largest office in Manhattan. I'm like, oh, let's go, let's go check out who they are. Uh, so again, SL Green Realty. If you wanted to look it up, let me know what you think. Nine uh, percent yield certainly feels good, but I don't know. What do you think? What do you think of that yield or dividend given? what we think is shrinking footprints, lower rents or lease rates in Manhattan. So again, what do I know? Next up, looks like the world governments are, uh, you know, going on stimulus squared. I mean, think about some of these numbers that have been announced. The EU, uh, 750 billion euros, which equates to about $825 billion. Uh, they are uh, approved that. 500 billion or let's say two-thirds of that uh, are grants meaning forgivable uh, well 250 billion or a third are loans low interest rate loans uh, there's going to be some work in the eu because again it's 27 eu countries so i'm sure there's going to be some infighting no help me help you help me help you you know my problem's bigger than your problem uh, but that money is going to get spent or I should say invested or stimulus or whatever you want to call it. Japan coming out with another $1.1 trillion. They just did a trillion dollars like two weeks ago. So this is the second trillion in a month. Uh, what makes this second trillion interesting is they have some rent subsidies for houses and businesses. So they're not canceling rent because that has a ripple effect through mortgages and other expenses. But the government appears to be spending some money uh, giving rent subsidies. Basically, it didn't say what, but it sounds like there are going to be uh, something interesting. Um, so and they're giving a bonus, a one time bonus to health care workers. So, um, you know, pretty interesting what they're doing. Then you have uh, China also kicking off $500 billion. Their goal with that 500 billion is 9 million in jobs. Uh, again, I don't, it wasn't clear how they were connecting uh, 500 billion stimulus with 9 million jobs, but that was the goal. And of course you have what's going on in the US. The house obviously, uh, you know, weeks ago, it seems passed a $3 trillion bill that was dead on arrival. Uh, it's kind of the Senate's turn. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what makes the Senate's portfolio. Obviously, there's some huge consternation around bailing out states. Uh, there's huge consternations about extending unemployment. Um, there's talk of payroll tax deductions or waives. There's talk of a bonus to be employed. Uh, it will be interesting to see what comes out. Uh, I would tell you, again, the Senate, you are playing with the election. You need to remember that this is an election year, whether we like it or not. And um, 
if we're running at double digits unemployment and, and the consumer base is not happy, you know what happens. So realize that. And I bring that up because it kind of feels, it feels almost one-sided um, not to help the people that most need it, meaning the unemployed, where you reverse it and give a $400 bonus to people to get employed. I understand completely that there's a, there are folks out there that are making more unemployed, but if they say no to going to work, file the claim and get them kicked off unemployment, right? There is a process for that. So it'll be interesting to see what comes on. Um, yes, I do believe that the House purposely inflated their $3 trillion bill knowing it would not be approved, so they filled it with as much pork as they could, as they say. But again, if you're on their shoes, you got to start somewhere, right? This is a negotiation. So, hey, might as well throw out a crazy-ass number that you have no hope in so you can start somewhere. So, whatever. Mortgage demand heating up again. We talked about this last week and the week before. Mortgage applications to purchase are clearly on the uptick. Uh, and we have seen uh, some signs of that. Supply of existing homes is still way down, but we just reported yesterday on new homes up, I think it was up almost 1% when we expected it to be down 22%. So lots of people are buying new homes. And again, it makes sense today, right? What is the easiest thing to see if you want to buy a home? It's new construction. You don't got to make an appointment. There's nobody else's stuff there. You don't have to get, you know, it's just, it makes sense. Uh, and plus, if if you happen to be in a town where, um, uh you know, where the construction costs are kind of at the median, it is interesting. Uh, as far as the question uh, that was just raised, I do not know what the uh, at the average application is. Uh, I can tell you it's very likely to be below 300 grand, just marrying that data with the data we got yesterday. The high end or the jumbo loans aren't there. They don't exist. You know, you need nearly an 800 credit score. I think the number is 780, uh, 20% down. The jumbo market is still not back. It's It's been turned off. Uh, and I talked to a couple of mortgage brokers over the Memorial Day weekend. It's just not there. I live in the Silicon Valley where it's jumbo everywhere. It's it's tough. Uh, so what else? Uh, and again, the mortgage demand, one more point, it's up 54% from the lows in April. And this is again, just purchase applications. So, you know, it the we are very likely gonna have a summer buying season versus a spring buyer season. So again, consumer behavior is changing. Don't know if you caught this, but JP Morgan, specifically Jamie Dimon, um, has come out and had a very bullish kind of uh, talk. Um, I forget what, what event it was, uh, but he was basically saying we, the banks may not need uh, to have more reserves. That will be interesting to watch and see if that is true. Uh, you know, we talked about it just seemingly three or four weeks ago, all the banks having huge bat debt reserves. And I said, hey, we'll see what happens next quarter if they need to add to it. Uh, so we are going to learn a lot about banks' balance sheet to see who takes more bad debt and who doesn't. It will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, there's also good news. Uh, apparently, again, this is JP Morgan. So think Chase Bank. Um, one third of the homeowners who have called for forbearance have not actually taken it. That's interesting. So Jamie is pontificating or using that data to look at, um, to see that maybe it won't be as bad as at least they thought. 
Uh, and of course, they thought JP Morgan is saying their dividend is safe. So again, generally, very positive news from the banks. I would argue that JP Morgan is probably in a class by itself, even above um, Goldman Sachs, because they have a diversified portfolio, right? They have the investment and the banking side. So JP Morgan, again, one guy's opinion on YouTube is probably the strongest bank out there. We will. It'll be interesting to see what other large banks have to say. I suspect the bad debt reserves go up because, again, I've if you've seen on some of my interviews, I'm very nervous about the commercial side, not so much residential, but it's the commercial side. The numbers are just so gigantic. Um, you know, they could obviously do extend and pretend like they did for residential, but uh, I don't know, right? If their cap rates are up, uh, NOIs are down, their refis are bad. I mean, it's just it just feels messy to me. So I'm pretty nervous about that. Uh, again, uh, then we just got some basically some good news. Uh, Papa John's, another sales record. Uh, after a record in April, they are on pace for a record in May, up 33.5%. Uh, again, pretty hard for a company of that size to have record months, two months in a row. They did it, or are doing it, I should say. Tractor Supply, uh, looks to have record-breaking sales. Tractor Supply is one we should watch. It's not one we would normally talk about on this channel, but if I'm right about the, I don't know what you call it, the rush to suburbia out of, out of you know, office or, you know, high-rises, out to, um, uh, out to uh, suburbia, Sub Tractor Supply could be a big, big beneficiary of this. Uh, so I'm watching it. They're already talking about a record quarter of up 20 to 25%. It will be interesting to see if that continues uh, for multiple quarters. And again, tractor supply could be one of those canary in the coal mines that say this, this move to suburbia is moving or if it stops, right? Consumers are fickle. Maybe they, they go back to the cities uh, when prices come down. Who knows? Walt Disney, for those uh, Disneyland fans down in SoCal, looks to be submitting a plan to Orange County today to reopen. Uh, basically, it will be some kind of cleaning process and reduced um, occupancy and all of that, I am sure. But again, this reopening is going. Uh, let's keep wishing it well. I think it all started with Georgia, what was it, about a month ago. Uh, so again, let's keep hoping this reopening works and we uh, we just keep moving forward and we can start to get back to some kind of some kind of normal. Boeing, uh, Boeing, you knew this was coming. Uh, they've had 2,500 voluntary layoffs here this week. Uh, they are ultimately taking layoffs to up to 10% of their employees. They've just had a bad run uh, back with the with the Max and then uh, you know air travel and all of that. Uh, so you should see this uh, this you know uh, layoffs coming. Tesla uh, again, Tesla is doing well. It'll be interesting to watch them on with Jay Leno this evening if you like that kind of thing. Uh, but they did cut North American prices six percent. Um, I'm wondering if the expenses to put the car together have fallen also, else that 6% cut hurts the bottom line, right? It probably helps the top line, but it hurts the bottom line on less expenses, which is possible. In this environment, there could be enough deflation in part manufacturing where they're just passing through the savings. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in their income statement if expenses to manufacture held steady or if they've successfully lowered the expenses. Uh, Domino's Pizza uh, up. Uh, it's interesting to watch here. It's up in North America, 14%, but only 1% internationally. Don't really know what that means. I don't know 
what their footprint is internationally. I don't know if it's very Europe or Asia or South America focused, but it was interesting that they called that out. North America seems to be enjoying their pizza in front of their TVs, uh, where internationally they are not. Uh, and then lastly, you know, we are on the cusp of pushing past a spring selling season for real estate. Uh, and it's going to be, do we have a summer selling season, right? Do, do parents want to move during the summer? Uh, you know, where their kids are changing schools or whatnot? Are they going to be downsizing? Are they going to be upgrading? Or has the year passed and people are going to sit tight? Really, it's going to be about listings. Uh, it is very clear that somewhere between 20 and 40% of the listings that would normally be on the market aren't. Do they just stay off for one calendar year while people take a pause? They just sit tight. Or do they eventually let go and go, you know what, time to go. So uh, it is going to be interesting to see. I do think uh, that there is really two markets. And I know this by speaking to multiple agents in my market. If you're below the median, stuff is selling ridiculously fast. Uh, if you are 2x the median, stuff is sitting tight. And uh, you can go back to that interview I had with Benny Clay probably a week ago. Um, where we talked about different zip codes in my market. One market is one zip code is flying. I think it was 93702. One market is um, struggling, 93711. That's quote unquote where the rich people live and nothing is selling. So very interesting stuff going on. Uh, got a lot of interviews today, actually two. Uh, one's at 11, one's at noon. So lots of stuff going on. Again, thank you very much for getting us to 7,000. I like the comments, appreciate the support. Going to 10,000 by the end of the year. Wow. I, I just couldn't imagine. So that's what we got for you today. Look forward to tomorrow. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Take care.